dedication, discipline, passion, sacrifice, rise and rise again. Welcome to Any Given Chance. Three, two, one, and we're live. Any Given Chance podcast about passion, sacrifice, all the energy that goes in behind the scenes. Before we jump in today to today's guest, giving a little pump up to our sponsors, Squad Athletica. That's right, rivaling Nike. It's rivaling Under Armour. We've got all the gear based here on the Gold Coast by the one and only Ryan Fors. The gear's actually incredible. We've got all the run shirts. We've got the training shorts or the run shorts. He's got everything. He's got yoga mats. He's got, you name it. The guy's got a warehouse full. Jump on over to their Instagram at SQD Athletica, I think it is. Just Google Squad Athletics and you'll find it. Like all the shirts, like check this out. Like just the material. It's insane. It's insane to train with. So give him a pump up. And also we've got a discount code for you. If you just go over there, you like something, want to buy something, type in AGC into the little code and you'll get your little discount shown up there. So I'm pushing for more people. See what he'll give me. Is it 10%? Is it 15? Is it 20? But the man in demand, welcome back. Podcast number one, the original, the OG, Liam Pope. How you going, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. How good's that ink? How's that chess piece? It's getting there. I need to um I just need to get the middle finished and then I'm good. I'm good to go, but I'll have it done uh, before my next fight. So Well, when you're an animal like you, you can pretty much get any tats you want. No one's gonna say anything. What a journey it's been. I mean, legit was the first podcast that we done. We came up up to your training camp up there in Biwa. And yeah. basically uh, your whole story was sensational. Like just poured your heart out and you could see how much emotion and challenges that you've been through within boxing. But today you've got Australian featherweight title about coming up June 30th, is it? 30th of June. So um, I've previously, I fought the fight that broke my heart, basically. Super Bantamweight Australian title. Now this oh, is against Eric, Eric uh, Sokolov. Sokolov. Yeah, yeah, Eric Sokolov, yeah. That was a war. I tell you, I was sitting on the edge yeah. of the seat at home. It was it was live all over KO and everything. And you could see in round was it round three? Yeah, round three. I, I did nerve damage in my um in my right elbow. So one of the nerves actually got caught in the bone there. I was in excruciating pain. Oh, I also broke my hand on this seat. So I broke my hand and had nerve damage. And that was all just from the pressure punch him in the head. And so that was like you landed what, a, a lead right or what was it? Yeah, it must have just been a right hand and it just broke my hand, that nerve damage. And I tell you what, I was in excruciating pain. And then I shit you not, after about one or two rounds after that, I could only feel the tip of my thumb and the tip of my pointing finger. And you know what? I thought to myself, I either give up, which I was never going to give up, either give up or I just throw it. I had no idea kind of where my hand was, but I was just set out to go in there. No matter what, I'd go out fighting on my shield and that's what I did. If anyone hasn't watched that fight, go pull it up on YouTube and watch it. The courage out of that fight, what you shown, basically showed who you are as an athlete and who you are within. Because a lot of people, like you said, would give up. A lot of people had an excuse. That yeah. was the excuse there. But you came within yeah. a fucking bee's dick, like in inches of stealing that off him with a broken hand. And the fight was so funny, that one, because he was dancing around like he was in control. Like he was dancing around a lot, like he was cleaning up with rounds. And I rewatched the rounds and there were rounds was, that he won. Like I heard him at numerous times and I really thought there was one or two punches in it where if I hit him to the body once or twice more, 
that was it because I, I heard him. I could hear him. I could hear him wail like just, you know, I could hear the life leaving his body. But you could see you were like tentative within that, like those four or five rounds after round three. It was just tentative. And we were like, oh, I was going, oh, I think he's broke his hand. Like, because you just don't know when you're a spectator at home, you're legit on the edge of your seat. You could see like it nearly tick in your head. You could see your eyes like switch over and just go, not today. No, I think there, there's I, no excuses. Yeah, I think in the video, you can actually hear what the commentators say, oh, I think I've heard Liam's hurt his hand. Yeah, I think he's hurt his hand. And I remember me saying to my coach, I said, coach, I think I broke my hand. You know, my hand's fucked. And he, Yeah, he that's actually, they showed that in your corner. That's what yeah. we all heard. Yeah. And he said, well, you got a fucking left hand, use it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and I, what a left, you know, too, I, mate, I, that, that long-reaching jab of yours is, fuck, man. You landed that on him, like, numerous times in those next lads, just distance at distance at distance, and then you just go, fire. And it was just like, blink. Did that land? It was that quick and that fast and that sharp. Like, geez, you're blessed with long, those long arms. How good are they? It was a good fight, you know. And, um, man, I didn't follow my game plan either, you know. I Once that kind of happened to me and I – um. And I got hit a few times. I just kind of, I was in survival mode almost for seven rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe eight rounds even. Yeah. I was in survival mode. So we've asked to have it again. Apparently Eric's no longer boxing anymore. He's going to box anymore. So once I get this featherweight uh, Australian title, um, he'll have to relinquish the super bantam and then I'll, I'll fight someone for their super bantam as well. Double champ. Double champ. Yeah. Have that hanging up in your pool room in 40 years. How good. But uh, mate, like I said, you really don't know what's inside athletes until you get in like maybe like a state of origin situation and you, and you see players like Jonathan Thurston stand up and what you did within that ring that night, you must have got, even though they, you didn't get the decision. And um, it, was, it was so much closer than what Eric was doing within the ring. I was thinking, this guy's crazy. Like you've hit him three times in the round. How can you be dancing around? Claiming well, it's a, around like that. He nearly sold it to the judges, to be honest. So It was a split decision. So one judge had me winning the fight and two other judges had him out of the three judges. Two had him winning by one round, one round. two rounds. It was yeah. one round. The last so, judge was one round. It was intense. Yeah. But what you showed there, you must have taken, even though the W doesn't go on your name, you must know now what you've got inside you. You must know yeah, you've yeah. got that beast. You've got that. Amazing. I know there's even more. There's yeah. more to come. There's more to come. And since then, I've leveled up and I've leveled up. And, you know, it really played on my mind for a while there. And um, and I thought to myself, you know, I, what do I do? Do I just chuck it in and have a good life with my family? But that's for me. No. So I need to, yeah. I'm busting my ass this whole year. Like I, I want to have a big year and I think I'm going to have a big year. So it's a bit of a late start. It doesn't matter as long as you've got ready. your process and as long as you've got your training going down and the best thing that you guys have got going at the moment, steel sharp and steel. And your training partner, Dana Kuel, he's on a path and trajectory as well. So you guys going at it every day in training, pushing, pushing. I had one of my best mates, Cody Norton, same thing. Like we'd train each other until he had to beat me. And then I had to beat him next time. And you find those blokes who are just, you're in competition with them consistently throughout your life, but they're your best mates because they're actually bringing the best out of you. Is that what's happening out there with Pity out at uh, Biwa? Yeah, I mean, um, we've got a good team now. Um, like myself, Dana, we've got Tyler Blizzard. He's originally from Tassie and he flies for Tassie for training camps and he flies in and out each week just yeah. to train with Steve because, you know, he's arguably 
in my opinion, the best coach in the country. One of the best coaches that I've had the pleasure of dealing with. Um, he thinks and, about, he's not just a boxing coach. He thinks and plans how we're doing this. What's your body going to structured, structured to the T, you know, and someone like me personally, I think that's exactly what I need. And I'm like, I thrive off that. That's right. Your commitment is second to none. You mentioned just then there in the story about sailing off into the sunset and having a good life with your family. You've just brought in your second born, Kingston Pope, <laughs> a little boy. The Pope name, the family name secured. How good's that? And how's it, being a dad with two kids, man, two young ones? Plus yeah, yeah, it lives on. Oh, I tell you what, like it's, I've got to take my hat off to, you know, my partner, Jess, If I didn't have such a supportive person in my life like her, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So yeah, just a quick shout out to her. And anyone, anyone with a good wife knows exactly what you're saying right there. There you're like, I wouldn't be able to box, you know, I'm training twice a day. I'm working full time. I don't cook. My meals cooked every single day. Everything's sorted. She makes me lunch, everything. She plays a major role in in my success. And so it's not just my success, it's our success and everyone else that supports me, you know. And when you understand that and the people around you understand that every win is their win and it should be celebrated at the same level people go with guys in rugby league teams or something like that they're in the top 21 but they didn't play in the grand final and they might have played eight games that year and got the team to the grand final and maybe they didn't make the team maybe it wasn't their year maybe there was someone just a little bit better than them but that grand final win or that victory is just as much theirs as it is the doc, as it is your strapper, as it is your coach, as it is the 17 played on that field. And boxing is like that, but it's more tight. It's more family orientated. Yeah. Yeah. Best friends. It's more people that you'd want to take into the trenches with you. Well, the people that I so much as like, I don't associate with, or not so much associate, but I don't, I don't have time for just having friends. You know, my friends are the people at the gym like, what's today, Saturday? I've already trained today. I'll probably train this afternoon. I'm training this afternoon. I get Friday off. So that's one day and I've still got to work. I get no days off. I love that. No days off. No excuses. Yes. No days off, really. So what do you do for a crust? You know, you're working in the background to basically fund not only your family, but to fund your athletic Everything. Ambition. So I work for a, basically uh, a company and I do rental maintenance. So they own a lot of properties and I just do rental maintenance on them. You got a, a trade background or? Yeah, qualified jiffy. I do everything from patching, painting. I yeah. do it all for them. Is that a little bit less taxing on your body compared to being a chimney? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It's good. And it's, they're very supportive of me as well. So like I'm able to, I'm able to, you know, really focus and I can start at seven if I want. I can start at six. I can start when it suits me. And if I need to pop out for something or I've got this or I've got that. They've always, you know, I kind of got my back and they're, they're really good. So I'm very fortunate to have them. This is where the team mentality comes in as well. It all adds up, but people can't fathom that. People work 40 hours a week and they're done. They're on the drink or their sleep weekend or relaxing. You're working 40 hours a week or within your I, job and you're training yeah. twice a day, every day. What, what's the recovery hour? plan within that? I go to bed early, but I wake up early. I honestly believe like once you've got your mind right, you're either built for it or you're not built for it. And I'm built for it, you know. I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll, although my workload might be massive, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do and I'll get it done and I'll get it done to the best of my ability or whatever, yeah. however it needs to be done. I love that. Absolutely love that mentality. And like I said, mate, you It's the only way. Only way you've got to be. Otherwise, you know, how can you expect to be successful? 
given anything less than 100%, you might as well go and not do anything. Sit on the couch. Sit on the couch. Mate, I want to get up and go for a run right now. It's hectic. It's inspiring. And, and that's what this podcast is about, is showing people what's actually capable and what actually happens behind the scenes. And like you said, like you're training twice a day, you're building up into this and you've got that mindset of it doesn't matter. This is what I need to do to win and then I'll do more if necessary. So this is all leading up. How many more weeks have we got? Is it eight weeks into the... When you do your marathon, it's the same week you do your marathon. I fight yep. on the Friday and you do your marathon on the Saturday oh, or the the, Sunday, I think. I think it's about nine or 10 weeks, weeks, 10, 10 weeks, weeks. I'm pretty 10 sure weeks. it's 10 weeks. Yeah, man. So you got a 10-week turn. You're knee deep into it and you. this is like legitimately the next eight weeks is like full on. It just gets harder and harder and harder and harder. Yep. How does your last week look like? My last week will be the awesome this time around, this prep. I've started doing everything right. 12 weeks out. So I'm basically, I was in camp for the 12 week mark or I was training every day before then. So I'll be more than ready. And this is at featherweight. So I'm looking to put on a little bit more size. What do you walk around at naturally? At the moment, I'm walking around 60, maybe 61. If I, you know, and that's kind of eating whatever I kind of want. But now that I've started to take my creatine and whatnot, I've been trying to put on a little bit more size the right way. My weight hasn't really budged from that. But I mean, that's three kilos. That's four kilos from my fire weight anyway, which is 57. Yeah. For, just for people at, at home, featherweight is 57 kilos and super bantam's 55, is it? Yeah. So that's what I would generally fight at was 55.3. And that's tough. I mean, the last time I did it, I was seven or eight weeks out and I was 63. So I had to lose eight kilos in seven weeks and do it properly and I did it and I did it properly. Like I have a dietitian, Rosie, the performance dietitian. Um, she's great. She's got some really good plans and, you know, I just stick to that to a T. No thanks to my partner, you know, obviously making that. And so then she'll set just, out your everything. She'll set out your carbohydrates, proteins, weights, calories, and basically taper it off, including your workload that you're doing with training. Yeah. yeah. So she's really good. Like we get our BMI scans and whatnot to see exactly how heavy we are, what we weigh, like what's in yeah. our body, how much fluid, all of that kind of thing that the nutritionist kind of- What's her number? I've got a wedding coming up in 10, 11 weeks as well. So uh, get me on that train because in your last yeah. fight and that, holy shit, you're at weigh in, you were just like ripped up, like standing there going, what? Wrong guy to fight, mate. Like it was- Yeah, I had, some, I had some people say I looked like a bloody- um like a mannequin, you know, one of those ripped mannequins. That's exactly what it was, man. I swear to God. But mate, that's a testament to your work. You don't get like that yeah. or your fitness levels to go those 10 rounds or whatever your fight was. Like you were walking in the park, like you're coming back after the rounds, especially in that Eric fight and just sucking them in going two breaths and it looked like you were recovered, ready to go. It yeah. looked like you could go all day, mate. So that's a testament to your fitness and your coaching and your dedication as well. But let's concentrate yeah. on this uh, Australian featherweight titles. It's a vacant title. You're coming after it against Nesta Bollum, I believe. Yep. He's an Olympian. He fought in the Athens Olympics and for Nigeria, but he is based here in New South Wales. Isn't he? Is he down in Sydney? Is that where the fight's taking place? Yeah, I'm going in enemy territory. It is what it is. I'm quite surprised, actually. We didn't go looking for this fight. They came and asked for the fight. They asked us. So they obviously believe in themselves. And obviously, I've taken the fight because... I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, because I believe in myself as well. So, how's that? Like, People pick and choose fights, and then you're just like, 
line them up, let's go. Yep. It's legitimately nearly an experienced fighter against your lightning power and speed. And he's probably at the back end of his career and thinking he can outsmart you, but he doesn't know what, you know, you're on this movement train that's just going like that, like upwards, upwards trajectory. So I don't understand why they'd come after you. But look, mate, if you get that belt and you get to double hang those belts on your shoulder, is that what be the plan will be? Like what's your year like leading into this fight? As far as I know, so I've got this one on the 30th of June. Um, hopefully I come out of that unmarked or uncut out of the 10 round fight. I hope to finish it early, stop him. So that way I'm uncut. I back up two weeks later and that will be in Brisbane. I think they've got possibly a tie to six over six rounds. A tough dude. That'll just make my ratings just go up a little bit more. I believe we've got a plan in the making of going to America for a three-week training camp. So we're really um, knuckling down for, for this year and, and hopefully we can even possibly get a fight over there in America while we're there. Cool. So two things I want to, I really want to come back and find out about that American camp because that sounds interesting. But um, can you just explain to people at home who don't really understand like the ratings within boxing and how that works? Like when you said, oh, hopefully I'll come out of that uncut, I'll go into this fight and that'll boost my ratings if I can get a win there. How does the rating systems work in to be able to get title fights and all that? It's kind of self-explanatory, I guess. The more you win, the more active you are, the more you win, you jump up the ratings. And when you're, a, say you're rated number 20 in the world, you can fight someone that's within the, the top 15 and then you're in the top 15 and then you just climb, climb, climb. And then they're the bigger fights and they're, they're the titles, they're the regional titles, they're the, you know, intercontinental. Yeah. You don't really get a chance if you're lingering around 30. You have no. to do your due diligence. You have to, yeah. you have to take names above you. You have to take scalps. Yeah. They're not yeah. just going to go yeah. Rocky Balboa style here, yeah. fight Apollo Creed for the title. No one wants to fight a nobody. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important to be active and keep progressing and working your way up. So that's the fight if, game. As you get closer yeah. in that, is that where the purses start to increase? Because people yeah. think like boxers make money. Like you just don't make money at all no, you know you're, you're no. on a low-end budget there's so much that goes into it for a minimum payday unless it costs money unless you get to a super title fight or something like that and then yeah. it comes down to promotions as well so this is the reason why you're on the podcast mate if you can just take scalps along the way and build your following and build your profile well then when people come to pay to see your performances because at the end of the day as well as being an athlete you're an entertainer like it's entertainment yeah. at the top level Mate, and everybody and knows when I fight, it's all action. I've always gone in there and you hit me once, I'm going to hit you twice. I've always been in exciting fights. Every fight I've been in has been exciting, whether I've won or lost. I'm trying to change things up now because I need to rise to that next level. I need to change things up now. And I can't just go in there and, and go guns blazing and, and war. I'm a great boxer. I can box. I need to go back to that. And then when the time comes, that I've got them hurt or I've, or it's time to put the finger on the button, I can do it. Have that push, have that level in you, have that, like you said, like some people don't have that, what is it? Not a dog mentality. It's just a, it is. Yeah. It's a bite down. It's a dog mentality. It's a like, you know, I don't care. You'll go down on your shield. Eat or be eaten. And that's how I fight. You know, I don't go in there thinking, oh, this is a hard fight. I don't know if I'm going to win this. I don't care who's there. I don't care who's in there. I don't care who's outside the ring. I just love what I do. I love fighting. And 
doesn't bother me who's in front of me. I'm going to do what I love to do and I'm going to, I'm going to box. A lot of people see things differently, but it's just so basic for me. Like it's not just even, I don't do it because, you know, it's fun getting punched in the face or it's fun punch someone in the face. I just do it because everyone that the box is like, none of us are probably right in the head. We can't be because who wants the box, but it's just something that I've, I can't live without anyway. So yeah. Like you said, like some people like come in and out and they switch off after the gym and it's fun for them and all that. You sound nah. like you live and breathe it 24 sec every second, everything you do. Is- I'll be laying in bed. I'll be laying in bed thinking, what's Nessa going to be doing? How's Nessa going to come out? How's he going to do this? I'm doing that now and I'm 10 weeks away. I sit and I think, oh, is that what he's going to do? He might do this and I might do that. I'm already thinking that and I'm 10 weeks away from fighting. That's well, how you've got to be. If you take this shit seriously, that's how you've got to be. And that's good people do. Great people do. People oh. take it serious. What about the sound bites we just got out of that, Buzz? I believe it. I believe everything you said. I thought I wanted to go for a run before and go train before. Man, now I'm fucking into it. Was- Seriously, yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. And like, I might be driving to work. Driving to work at quarter six. I've just been for a run. I'm driving to work and I'm thinking... Oh yeah, imagine me walking out, imagine the crowd, I walk out, I'm the first one to walk out, imagine him walking out because it's, you know, I'm in enemy territory, he's the A side, I'm the B side, just imagine me hitting him with that punch, imagine him bringing it, like, I think of that shit fucking just about every day, nearly every second, you know? Mate, like, I, it's, it's crazy, it, it consumes your life, it really yeah. does. And you, you just know? transported me, oh legit, and I get, the listeners will feel that as well, if I'm feeling it, they're going to feel it. You just legitimately made me feel like I was in your life or in your shoes. For that 30 seconds just then, I felt like I was walking out. I felt like I was slipping dodge on my way to work doing that. Like, And, mate, like, I picked up boxing late and I'm very amateur at best. I just love training because it's a new thing. I dedicated my life to surfing and rugby league. You know, boxing is something that I can just learn every day. I can just keep going and learning and learning and learning because – for you, it's just like something that's just natural. Like I, I reckon you'd be at work and you'd be like slipping as you come down the hallway. Yeah. And things coming out here at the car, birds in the car, and you're like ducking, weaving, and throwing it right over the top. What's this American camp? What's going on there? Like, are you training with a big name? Like, what's the plans and what's the idea or the thinking behind getting to America to do this? Is it to pick up new skills? Is it to see what's going on under there? What's the thinking behind America? Well, America's. The country where boxing is in every household, it's massive over in America. And like they say, if you want to level up, that's where you need to be. That's where you need to go. We're seeing more and more fighters going there because it must be true. I haven't been there yet, but I know that Steve's been um, working tirelessly to organize a few things. And it looks like we're just waiting for the right times and some dates, fights to be confirmed and whatnot. So we can kind of work around that. And then, yeah, I think Denico and myself, I'm not sure who else, probably um, Dano and myself and Steve will go there. What's there? Where are we talking? Are you just going to go to some I think it's California. I think somewhere in California. So where Steve talks to some people over there and he's got some contacts there. I can't really say too much more, but um, we're hoping to basically finish off a camp over there and then possibly even fight over there. And that's looking, yeah, it looks good. It, it is looking good, but like you said before, like you're not making money. No, it costs cost money. money. Yeah, so what's it going to cost to get you over to America? I think altogether it's 4000 I think Steve said to me last. So I think 
the most expensive things, flights, but not only that, then I've also got to um, pay my bills back at home. So, you know, it's, it'd be expensive, but you know, you want to be the best, you know, you got to make sacrifices and you got to do what needs to be done. And I believe right. I can take you to that next level. And it's one of those experiences where it's a once in a life, you know, opportunity and experience that I may not be able to, to do again, or I might, I might be yeah. able to do it a lot, lots more. But like you said, you know, it, this is what you need to do to the next level. And you're yep. already doing as much as you can at home and you're already yep. doing, it's got that mentality to it. So in my mind, it's just like, well, this is the next thing that I do. I don't care how I've got to get there. This is what I'm going to do to get there. But mate, I guess what I could ask is, well, man, I'm on board. AGC, any given chance, we're going to sling you a sponsorship as well. Give you some cash to get you over there. Mate, like I said, I want you to keep, make sure you're on that trajectory. And I guess I can put yeah. a shout out to any listeners or anyone out there as well. well. Well, I'm just finalizing some supporter shirts now at the moment for the Australian title fight. I've just had Havoc jump on board and sponsor me and they're going to help me out with some supporter shirts and my fight shorts. They're going to help me out with some of them. So if anyone wanted to um, want to jump on board and um, sponsor me, feel free to get in contact with me. This well, is any company. This is anything. Yeah, and, anyone. Yeah. Anyone, any division. You don't have to be in the fight company, like you said, or a podcast. Yeah. You could be a, in the building trade. You just need to be able to see that athletes like you without people in the background sometimes to be able to help out and provide money and join your team and come Even on your journey. so basic. Like someone was to say, oh man, do you need some new boxing boots or do you need, you know, I'll yeah. be over the moon because that's, they're not cheap. And I've also got a family. I've also got to work and I've also got to, you know, look after myself as well. And I mean, it does get daunting and it gets a lot sometimes. Well, like you said, those is, boxing shoes, that's now groceries for the week for Jess and the kids. Instead yeah. of that money having to go there, that money can now be put aside for the three or four weeks you're away. You know, your family's safe, fed and all that. People just don't understand like you are sacrificing everything, not oh, 100% not everything. And your family is too. You might be able to go to work, save on this and save that and live comfortably. But now everything's like to a budget, to a T, the same as your food, the yeah. same as your macro. Yeah. So yeah, look, this is a big shout out and a call to everyone out there as well. If you want to come on along with Popey's journey, I mean, I'm in with the kid. I believe in what he does 100%. But if there's anyone out there or you know someone who might be involved or we'll start a GoFundMe or something like that. And if everyone just chip in five, 10 bucks, a hundred people do that or 200 people chip in five bucks who listen to the podcast, mate, you've got a thousand bucks and you got a little bit from yeah. us and, and that's one step closer. So every, every single little bit counts towards your dream. So I've seen people spend 50 bucks on a carton that they shouldn't be drinking. Don't go buy a pie for Smoko. Take a sandwich from home and give Popey 10 bucks to get him over to America, <laughs> people. But legit, this is where we're at. And this is what needs to happen yeah. to get you to America. Yeah, so. yeah 100%. And, and, and look, I'm already making sacrifices and it is what it is. But like I said, it is what it is. I'm just happy to be able to still be able to keep on keeping on with two kids and everything. That's the crazy life that I live. It's and still, like you it's said, like it's... We would be joining part of your journey. It's not like, oh, thanks for the money. See you later. Like, you've no, got that no. attitude of, you no. said just before, even if it's a pair of boots, man, like, I'm so appreciative. And you can see that you're not about Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. You love what you do. You love being an entertainer. You love everyone who supports you as well, just yeah. walking the door. So, yeah, that honesty. People can tell when you're, sharp, when you're shifty, man. They tell you straight away, but you can tell your passion and you can tell, you know, straight up your honesty and, what things, you know, family and friends and, and people who support you mean to you. You wear your heart on the sleeve, mate. I just 
want to keep riding the train with you. You know, I get pumped up yeah, every man. time you got a fight. I get pumped up every time you got something coming up. What's he doing to train? And I get on your socials. I see him like, up, up, up. Next minute I'm in the gym trying to copy, you know, and especially <laughs> you being my junior by like, you know, 10 years. And guys like me, this is another thing that I always say on the podcast is you're never too late to start. Like I, I no. picked up boxing after I retired. This is the golden rule of, of 100. You know, I always say, if you want to be a surfer, go get 100 waves. All right, sweet. If you want to go be a boxer and learn how to box and follow your stuff, go do 100 hours of boxing. Get yourself on a timer, 20 minutes a day or, you know, an hour session a day for 100 days. And I guarantee you'll have some skills at the end of it. And then you start watching blokes like you and I'm like, what's he doing at training? And I'm like, all right, I'll go do that this session, you know, pick up on YouTube, trying to pick up like things that you do and in any sort of thing. It's just, it's new, it's refreshing. And like you said, the industry that you're in, it's impact. Nothing, nothing happens overnight. So you got to remember, I've been doing this since I was 14, 15 years old. And I'm, I've had maybe two years off where I haven't boxed at all out of the, the how many years? 28 now, you know? So yeah. That's a lot of years of in the gym, just grinding and, and trying to perfect myself at, you know, what I love. I'm going to calculate it out live on here. Let's get the calculator out. So let's go, well, I say you're 14 to 28, that's 14 years. Let's go 12 years. Yeah, let's go, you train six times a year. So that's take off 52. So that's say 310 days a year times 12 years is 3,720 days in the gym, 3,700 days in the gym. Now say you do two a days. Well, let's just say a session is an hour and let's say two a days, another hour or solid. They probably go for longer, but let's just give you two hours at most. So let's go times three, 11,000 hours, 11,160 hours you've put into boxing. And that's probably being conservative. That's in the gym. And, that's not the And runs. that's just in the gym. And that's not in my head either. That's not in my head. I'm telling people to do it a hundred hours and you'll have some skills of boxing. Imagine your skills of boxing right there. There it is. 11,160 hours in the gym. I could only imagine, mate. I'm pumped up again. I want to go run it again. I want to get onto the bag and tick up my hours, tick up my minutes. So... I've got a fair whack to catch you, I tell you. Mate, look, the one thing about surfing, and and I'm like you, I'm born and bred in the water. I've been born in the water since I was one, two. Dad was a surfer. I was so lucky. But time in the water doesn't translate to time on a wave. You know, some surfs, you only get three or four waves because it's a slow period and 30 seconds within a wave. So it'd actually be interesting to sort of work out how much time on a wave you actually need to be, you know, a half-decent surfer. Look, we'll wrap it up there. If you don't mind, just if you want to follow Popey on his socials and his journey and pick up something, you know, he's out there with Steve Pitt out at the BY gym there. He's with his training partner, Dana Cool. I think your Instagram handle is at L Pope or what is it? So my Instagram is at L P O P E. Just stick to those, man. That's all I do. I just follow your story there. Yeah, we're going to set up. I'm going to get Alu in the background, our podcast manager and who do all the editing to, you know, create as much content for you as well to get it out there. I'm also going to throw out, if you want to contact us directly, you can email me, get on our direct messages on our socials. And if you want to come on board with the sponsor and we'll put you in contact with Liam, obviously Liam's training hard and pity. So we don't really want you know him to have to handle the background and communication there of, of hey, how you going? But anybody who can chip in, we'll look at doing a GoFundMe or we'll look at some way of setting up somehow. And like I said, mate, any support we can give you, great. I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah. So stoked for you. So. Anything to add? Thank you, everybody. I hope this is going to be the first podcast. 
I've recorded about five already, but I'm going to throw yep. this one out straight away. We've, we've got yeah, awesome. Back with, because your fight's coming up. How do we watch that? How do we get that? There's going to be a live stream, I believe. It'll be a pay-per-view live stream, I believe. Is it like 20, 20 yes, bucks paid? 14 bucks or something. Yeah, it'll be something like that. But I'm not too sure on the link or anything like that. I'll have to. Yeah. I'll find out soon as it's closer to the event. You do that. You give it to me. I'll, I'll distribute it out there. Once again, thank you for being part of Any Given Chance. Your thank stories, you for having me. Yeah, your story is unbelievable. And your dedication is unbelievable, Popey. So we'll leave you there. Thanks for everyone for listening. Jump online. I'll have all the information for Popey's socials and all that there. I'll also get together, like I said, that GoFundMe page or any sort of sponsorship. Thank you to Squad, Squad Athletica. Jump on there. AGC is the code. You know, get training, staff training. Do it in Squad Athletic where that's how we work. So I'll come back with the green belt. Just give it a look. Give us a look. Hang it I'll over the shoulder. Give us a shoulder hang. I'll come back with a green belt. Sarah. See you, baby. See you, Zaina. Thank you. Wow, that was the Any Given Chance podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you want to see some more action, head over to our socials and give us a like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube at the Any Given Chance podcast and on Instagram and TikTok at Any Given Chance. And if you can hit share and subscribe, much appreciated as we grow. Plus, we're always looking for new guests. So if you know someone in the midst of a battling good little bit of adversity or someone who's been successful, message us direct. We always check out your box. And of course, if you want to check out old episodes, repurposed ones, you can jump over to our website, which is anygivenchancepodcast.org. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, 3AM365, Matty Menion. No days off, no excuses, and I can't wait to catch you on the next one.